party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by DM Neil from the DMnastics podcast for a game of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. DMnastics, part of the Block Party Podcast Network, founded by our friends at the Dungeon Masters Block Podcast, is a podcast where DMs go and flex their creative muscles, tackling prompts and interacting with suggestions from the Dungeon Masters Block Forum, all tied to different episodes of the Dungeon Masters Block. It's a lot of fun. You should check it out. I was on an episode recently about the Dungeon Master's Block episode we did about two-player games. It was really cool. You should check it out. A link can be found in the show notes. Dungeons & Dragons is a fantasy role-playing game. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Before we dive in, a quick reminder to all of our Philly-area party people to swing by Tattooed Moms on January 29th for the Everything is Awesome First Podversary Podcast Festival. It's going to be a ton of fun. They're raising money for Fuck Cancer, a research and awareness charity. There's going to be live podcasts. And at 5 p.m., we're going to be doing a live party of one. We're going to be playing Dungeon Crawl Classics. It's going to be super cool. You don't want to miss it. A link to the Facebook event can be found in the show notes. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am joined by DM Neil. DM Neil, look at the party of one. Yes, super happy to be here. I'm glad that I made made the cut when I had you on my podcast. It's the easiest. It's the easiest way to make the cut is to yes. is to stroke my ego and let me do a thing. Yeah, and so it, far it's, it's worked out. We'll see how it goes from here, and then as to whether or not I let you back on. Fair. That seems fair. This seems like a nice trade off. So, um, speaking of the podcast that you do, why don't you take a moment and talk about uh, introduce yourself, talk about the projects you do, anything you might want our listeners at home to know about. Definitely. If you wanted to hear me more often than not, it would be the DMnastics podcast. But to get there, you need to go to iTunes and look up Dungeon Masters Block. It's kind of like a sister podcast, all on the same feed, all great content for Dungeon Masters, Game Masters, or any other name you want to put to that. It's good stuff. I highly recommend it. I like it a lot. That's... Kind of all I've got going on. I guess I started helping with another great podcast, Whelmed. So you should go check that out. It's all uh, about Whelmed is also justice. real good. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually Whelmed. on there, and I hope to hear you on there too, Jeff. Yes, I've got a guest episode coming up on that in the nearest future. I'm not sure when it drops, but I'm very excited about it. Awesome! I get real excited about some Jack Kirby because oh, I am a Jack Kirby enthusiast. Perfect. Ah. Uh, so this week we are playing Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. I am very excited about it. Uh, so why don't you, since I don't think the game requires any introduction, why don't you introduce your character and tell us a little bit about who you're playing this week? All right. So this is a character I came up with a while ago for a play-by-post, but as most of those do, it died out. But I thought this would be a great opportunity to try and bring back Rangar Tree Brew who is a dwarf druid, which is an interesting combination. I'm trying to think how much, how much do you want me to go into it? Uh, as, uh, I'd say your general backstory, broad strokes, and then anything that you think, you think uh, I or the listeners really need to know about before the adventure begins. Perfect. So he started out as most dwarves do inside of a mountain, but constantly went outside of the mountain and was drawn forth <clears throat> by both the moon and the stars and everything like that. Just this, almost this wanderlust. And that is actually the background. If From the mechanical perspective, is the wanderer. And so he can remember anything and everything that he walks and the paths that he finds. So 
I'm trying to, I don't want to say these names wrong because we're on the internet and I'm sure. So understood. <laughs> so the main spirit that he says he communes with is Martha Moore Duin, which is actually the dwarven god of traveling, which took me a long time to find that. But it is, it is in fact not the god that he really communes with. That is instead Sharon Delar, which is more focused on the moon. And that's why Interesting. I also took the circle of the moon. That's cool. I like that. Now, you said you have a particular relationship with a local bartender or like a local bar town establishment, correct? Yes. So, as druids often do, they'll tie themselves to an area, like a wooded area. And Tree Brew has an affinity for the fine liquors and ale in in the area. So, he decided to set up shop close to a bar and actually trades service through mending druid craft and repair of kegs and things like that for alcohol. So he'll just come in, probably get the crappiest keg full of probably the crappiest ale and walk away with it only to return with some better ale and better keg. Through, That's through, nice. I like that. Yeah. The barter system, man, I wish it still worked today. I wish it worked I- much more than it does today. I do too, especially because I also have an affinity for fine spirits. <laughs> if only you knew how to do mending on kegs, you'd be if, good to go. If only. That's my New Year's resolution right there. That's that's, uh, that's what's going to be in 2017. Perfect. That's going to be the year. So, how long does this process take usually? So, usually he'll only come back about once a week, and then okay. depending on how how it goes either longer probably not shorter mainly just longer cool 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 so our story begins you have you have left on one of these sabbaticals we'll call them uh perfect work retreats if you will and you're finding your way back it has been about a week and a half about maybe 10 days you come back and uh, you come back to the town of, call it Ember Fallows. Dead. You come back to Ember Fallows, and the town is this very sort of perpetually autumnal place. It is very. It feels like it is always right at the end of October, where like the leaves are changing colors and. Everything is sort of has that warm auburn hue to it throughout mm. the year. You come back and that warm auburn hue has been replaced by a sickly purplish black. Everything is flooded and swampy. You sort of come down this hill, this hill that you've cro- you've traversed dozens, hundreds of times maybe. And it's not rolling grassy hill anymore. It is almost a mudslide. You kind of have to catch yourself from, like, slipping and tumbling down it. You see, like, homes have been boarded up and kind of abandoned. Some of them are kind of, like, flooded. Some of the boards have been knocked in, which is very worrying. Hmm. The ground beneath you is about you're, it's about ankle deep at the bottom of the ba- like the basin of this hill is about ankle deep with, like, sludgy, black, muddy water. 
and most notably the bar. Which what is the name of the bar that you that you so love? Okay, so I'll tell you the the one that I like to use. It's called the right. Restless Nights Inn, but the K from night has actually fallen off, so it's kind of like that duality. All right, I like night that. And nights. Yeah. So the Restless Nights is partially boarded up, but it's not all the way. And just as you sort of come barrel over your shoulder, you hear from inside of the Restless Nights, you hear the distinct scream of the bartender that you have this nice working relationship with, the owner and proprietor, who will say his name is Rusty Hoburn. I love him already. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and there is a scream coming from inside the bar. Okay. So I will... I'm already frustrated by this turn of events. So I'm going to set the keg down. I'm not going to toss it down. I'm going to set it down. And then I'm going to run as fast as I can to the first opening I see. Okay. The first open. So you run, and it's sort of a, a sloshing... It's kind of like a... It's like high-stepping a little bit, because you've got to like wade through this mud. Yeah. And it's you, a little bit more get... difficult for me, and my dwarven stature, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's really, when I say it's up to ankle, it's probably up to your knee. Like, you're running, you're wading through this muddy water, you get to the front door, and you see, uh, you see three zombies. There's no other way to describe them. You see three zombies, like, knocking things over and sort of, like, generally doing zombie things. Wandering around, moaning breaking furniture that kind of thing general general roughing up of the place they don't seem to be doing it with intent but they're causing a a they're they're being zombies there's zombies being zombies yeah <laughs> uh you also see rusty in the corner and he is to describe him he looks like a wrestler from the 70s like you know how they weren't really muscular they were just sort of thick yep yeah, he looks like that. He's just real tan, like, real oily. Yeah, real tan, real oily. He's wearing bartender clothes, but he's got that like thick, sort of stocky, stocky build, and he's got those big. He's got like a big old, big old sideburns. You know nice. the big old, the big old like seventy sideburns and a mustache. He looks, he looks like a real seventies dude. I like it. I like Rusty. I don't tell him I like him, but I like him. And you see uh, him sort of cowering in the corner, and he is surrounded by what appears to be a fog, though you can make either a perception or an insight to understand more. I will do an insight. Let's see. The difficulty is a 12. I got a 19. Perfect. Uh, then I will allow you to ask two questions in addition to knowing what the situation is. You may ask me two questions after I explain. You see that this is a fog, but as you watch it, it takes the it takes a, a living form. It sort of forms into you recognize you recognize him as an old somebody who used to be in town who died is a you know old they called him old hateful ray oh no not hateful ray 
Yeah, he's Hateful Ray is back. He's, and you see it form into that, and you see him pointing, and he says, You always skimped on liquor. You always shortchanged me. Okay. First question. Is there anyone else in the Restless Nights? Uh, it seems that everyone else has sort of... It, they're, no, the answer is no. They're, everyone else has sort of packed up. Okay. You don't actually really see anyone else, like, around. It seems like if anybody is here, they're sort of boarded up in their own house. And it seems like no one has been around in a little while, which is probably why the place has been starting to get boarded up. It kind of seems like Rusty has just sort of had been getting ready to give up, and then these things showed up. Okay. Do I recognize any of them? Because I've recognized Hateful Ray. Um, These are all... Yes, these are all various, uh... The thing you know about Hateful Ray is that he lived on the outskirts of town. He lived on an, he lived on an old farm and didn't talk to anybody. He was, he was just the old angry dude on the edge of, on the edge of town. And the rest of them are, you recognize them as, like, area merchants or traders. People who would pass through who all seem to have now become zombies. Well... You can make me a a knowledge or a nature roll or a related knowledge check to see if you undersee. That's going to, that's going to be a tough one for me. I I like that. I I like that I'm a druid, but then I have a terrible nature roll. I got a total of two. Okay. Yeah. These are, these are all, all people that have passed through town. They've all sort of left you don't know that there's a connection between them. Okay. Well, that's someone was knocking on my door. How easy would it be to get into the Restless Nights from where I am? Is it like an actual opening, or is it more of a window? Oh, you can get in just fine. Like, you're in the front door. Okay. So, like, yeah, it's easy to get in, and, like, the water pretty thoroughly dissipates, so you can, like, move around freely inside. Perfect. Then I will start... Not by saying anything, instead by casting poison spray. All right. So that well, would be... in that case, let's uh, do that, and then result like walk me through all of that related things. Is there anything I need to roll on for yeah. these zombies? Oh, I will actually need to get pretty close. So you can get uh, if you if you if you choose to, you can change your plans, but you can also pretty easily get close enough. They don't seem to have taken notice of you. Okay. It says. One target will take 2d12 poison damage or make a constitution save to negate it completely. So then that save would be a DC 17. Okay, well, they don't have constitution, so they automatically fail that. Yes! I accept that. As they are zombies. Oh, wait, zombies do have a constitution in 5th edition. Haha. Psych. So it's a 17. All right. He does not... Oh, no, he does succeed. So he takes half damage? No, he takes no damage. Okay, yes. So the one has succeeded. Is it all three of them save or just the one? No, it's just the one. Okay. Yes, then uh, you you blow the poison. The poison smoke comes out, and the zombie just looks up at you and points. I, I looked it back down at because you said Rusty was on the ground. Yeah, sort of in all the way in the corner, yeah. Mm. I just look at him and I'm like, you're going to owe me a lot for this. 
And Rusty says, whatever you want, just do something. And at that, we will roll initiative. Mm-hmm. Not great on my end. Uh, I am at 11. I am at uh, I am at 3. Oh, so okay. you can go first. And then I'm just going to move all of them in one go. Okay. Well, we'll just go straight for the thing I do. Um, okay. I will use the spell Conjure Animals. And I will summon... So, I don't know how this is going to go. And I feel like we're going to get into more of a free-form conversation here because we're going to theater of the mind quite yeah, a few yeah, yeah. wolves right now. That's because fine. apparently I can summon eight of them. Oh, okay then. Um, Yeah, so eight wolves show up. Yes. Did not anticipate that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess... Um, do they attack on this round or next round? It doesn't Unless look it specifically like. says they don't, I'm perfectly fine because uh, I think this will be en- this will be fun. No, yeah, it doesn't look like it. Okay, so so they don't they do attack this round or they don't? What do you? Because uh, I'm fine letting them. At- they get their own initiative, is what it says. Oh, okay. Um, well, then I'm gonna I'll say that they can attack this round because uh, this is sort of a, a setting things up encounter, and I feel like this is gonna speed things along nicely. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so then so, I will I will tell my dice roller to roll a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. Eight, eight wolves against three zombies feels like feels like you, you, they're pretty. Those zombies are pretty well taken care of. Especially because the wolves have pack tactics where they immediately give advantage to each other. So yes, so uh, the the zombies are taken down. The, a horde. Uh, a horde of wolves, a pack of wolves descend upon these three, these three <laughs> unaware zombies. Perfect. Leaving only the spirit of hateful Ray as he turns around and points his finger at you and says, you're that dwarf. Dwarves are bad. He's, <laughs> That'd be me. I hate all dwarves. And he, he preps, he, he comes at you. Yep. I'm ready. He's going to make an attack against you. He sort of puts his finger out, and it's sort of a... Uh, you see it coming towards you, and you feel the necrotic energy around it pulsating. Does a 14 hit your armor class? Yep. Tie goes to you. Perfect. Deal. Take 3d6. 9 necrotic damage. And make a, make a constitution saving throw. Alright. I got, I got high hopes here. Oh, sweet. I rolled an 18, so it is a 21 for- Perfect. You are, you are well safe. You feel it. You feel his, his bony finger pierce into your chest and jab you right in the heart. And that cold pierces every, pierces every vein in your body. But you shake it off. You don't let, you don't allow your life force to be drained by this horrible creature. Yeah, I let out a, a guttural growl that sounds almost like a tiny bear, but not quite. And I will, assuming it's my turn, it is, I will yes. have, well, let's go for it. Let's go for some of the simple stuff. I will produce flame and fire it at him. So I need to make a roll. And I rolled a natural 20. So I have, there's that. All right. Yeah. You have decisively struck him with flame. Which means... 
And so, yeah, Conjure Flame, it produces it in my hand. I throw it at him and hit him. I'm trying to think of where, right in the face. Yeah, right in the face. I will do a total of 25 damage. Oh, well, let me factor in, once we factor in damage resistance, because once I remember exactly how damage resistance works. You just half it. Half it? Great. So he takes 13 damage. Oof, you, he dissipates for a hot second. Uh, you see what I did there? He yep. dissipates for a hot second, comes back fully, fully formed, and now, like, his features are harsher, and, like, his pulsating kind of in and out, like, he's sort of, it's taking more energy to maintain a form, mm. so to speak. Yeah, and I tell him, I tell him, all dwarves hate you too, Ray. All dwarves. He says, good, the feeling is mutual, and he comes at you again, and he and this time he just grabs you by the throat and like punch and like almost like force lightning cover, like crackles through you. Oh no. As you take another oof 14 damage. Okay, do you need me to Yes, make that constitution save. As he attempts to drain the life force out of you. It's a DC 10. Ooh. Uh, nope. I rolled a natural one. All right. So then your maximum hit points are permanently reduced by 14 until you finish, until you finish a a long rest. Yeah, You just feel older and frailer and tired as, as he, as he cackles and you know, that laugh from when he, you just said a me, an offensive thing. And you know that laugh, that that cruel, hateful laugh. What do you do? Let's see. I'm going to probably do more collateral damage than I'm going to help through the use. Uh, I'm going to use Call Lightning. Okay. And so the storm clouds kick up outside. You can just start to hear and feel in the air this crackle. My beard starts to float out a little bit from the static electricity. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Rusty's sure. in the corner like, just, God, oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, he knows what's about to happen. <laughs> I look back at him like, you owe me a little bit less. And then it will, I need a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um, and so that is a plus two. That is a five. I imagine that's not a success. No, because I would need a 17 to be successful. All right. So he, he will take 3d10 lightning damage. All right. 14. Okay. He is not quite dead. <gasps> he barely hangs on. Hateful Ray. Oh, you know, he rolls a natural 20 on this life drain. Oh, oh did he? And, Yeah. Oh, Ray. I don't believe, I don't believe spell attacks crit. Do they? Yes. Okay. Uh, roll his, yes, he also, he confirms that. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nineteen damage comes at you. And make that DC 10 constitution saving throw. Hold on, I gotta do a lot of math. My, all my health seems to be disappearing. Give me a... <laughs> sure, understood. 12 for the constitution. 
You are su- you are successful. You feel you 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 feel the whole of your memories of Amber Fallows force that that life drain back out of you. Uh, I, it's it's the place that I need to protect. I'm just super concerned about the people that I can't figure out where they are, but at least I can save this one. Yes. <laughs> My supplier of alcohol. Well, then I will keep concentrating on the call lightning and attack in the same way, so we'll need a dexterity saving throw again. This one is a 15. Alright, so then that won't do it, and there's another 18 damage. Come he is raise. fried. Good. He... You see his skeleton, you know, you do that, that, you get that great shot where you see a skeleton and he just, poof, he's gone. Long gone. So... Rusty stands up. He he pats you on the shoulder. He says, Ugh, not as much collateral damage as I would have thought. More than I would have hoped, but less than I would have thought. Well, <laughs> all that aside, we need, what happened? Tell me what happened here. And he, 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 he breathes deep and he says, Something flooded the deep swamp. Now, you know the deep swamp. You know that the deep swamp is... A place, it's a, it's a place on the road where people don't travel unless they are foolish and cocky. And that no one lives near there unless they are so arrogant that they think they'll be fine. Because the dead don't stay dead in the deep swamp. Hmm. The plants there are twisted and poisoned. Thing, it, the water is muddy and toxic. It is a just a place full of dark, disgusting energy. Something has flooded that, and that dark energy has flooded out with it. Has anyone else tried to go figure out what's wrong? Uh, no. Most people have just moved on, have just headed for greener pastures. Uh, you know, they say they, they say that they'll be back, but uh, if they don't come back, I don't blame them. Yeah, but you're willing to go down with the ship, Rusty. I admire that. Eh, if there's people looking, if there's people looking to buy a drink, I'm looking to sell it to them. Well, here let's let's have a few before I set out. You 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 indulge in a few drinks. Uh, I'll give you the long rest. Nice. Yeah, I, I go. I walk back out and make sure the keg that I set down is okay. It it is fine. You see, oh. like the water trying to pierce it, and you pull it out, and you you drink from it. You have, the two of you have a nice have a great night and. Uh, I assume you plan on heading to the deep swamp, or do you have just another plan altogether? Nope. First thing in the first thing in the morning. Great. That's where I'm headed. Great. So, uh, so Rusty's able to show you most of the way there. You know, he he knows the area pretty well. You also know the area pretty well. Um, he takes you he takes you sort of to where the edge of town was, near where Hateful Ray's like farm used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's been run, it's the grass is now run, like the fence has been run over with tall grass. The whole place is warped. Plants are just creeping on everything. It's a bad scene. You, he stands out over, he's like, this is as far as I can go. I'm not going into the swamp itself. This is on you. Good. Do this and you drink free. Well, I can't say for life because I've known how much you drink, but for a while. Uh-huh. Well... I understand. And don't worry, I'll help I'll help get the restless night back up in order when I figure this out. So 
how do you navigate through the swamp to find this thing? Are there any animals in the area? Um, yeah, we'll say if you, if, 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 if you want to talk to an animal or some such, I will, I'll allow it. I'll say there's an animal, there's some animals like sort of running in the, in the opposite direction. You see a lot of birds flying in the other direction, a lot of like rabbits and stuff trying to like swim upstream from like the muddy water, that kind of thing. The general movement is in the opposite direction. Oh, okay. I will try and scoop one up and use a um, handle animal check on the on them to see if I can kind of get a vibe for what's going on. Perfect. Uh, I'll say the DC for that is going to be a uh, 12. Okay. Well, I rolled pretty well and it's one of the, one of the few things I can do quite well. And I got a 26. Great. Um, what I will say then is, yeah, it's, you pick up this tiny rabbit and it looks you in the eye and can you understand, you understand animal? I feel like there's going to be something and I don't know if it would be an additional spell, but let's. I'll say you roll well enough that like, no, I know what, I know what happens. You actually notice something on the animal itself. You notice, um, like I said, it is, it feels like autumn, but it is like May. But you see flecks of ice on this rabbit in a way that doesn't make sense. It just plum doesn't make sense. So, like, and you can see from... You, you see, and you see that it's running, and you can kind of sense from where the animals are, are running from. Mm-hmm. Like, you do this a few times where you study them, and you kind of see that the ice is getting more pronounced. Like, suddenly there's larger shards of ice. And you okay. spend some time, like, following the animals this way. And that kind of leads you to where you're headed. Does that make sense? Yep. Perfect. Yeah. W- then I would want to, front once it starts getting pretty icy and we're going to start probably going back and forth between falling through or not falling through, I'll do a survival check to try and figure out the best path Excellent. along the ice. Excellent. That'll just be a DC 10. 22. Fabulous. You gracefully dance across the ice. Vince <laughs> Guaraldi is playing um, in the background as you just... I can't get that image out of my head. Just this, this like homely-looking dwarf just like skating along through the ice. So you you slide along. You, you sort of follow the tracks. You find yourself in a... You, you come to, like... It can only be described as like a crystalline ice cave. It's wide open, like, reflective ice, and it appears to have formed out of nothing. But I can tell the entrance pretty easily from... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's just one clear entrance, and it comes inside. Okay. And everything is glistening that bluish-white, icy color. Okay. Mm. All right. We're here to have as much fun as possible, so I'll go straight for it. I'm going to use my wild shape right now. Okay. Um, and I will actually transform into a polar bear, as I see it, it just feels fitting. Yeah, all right. So now I am a polar bear, and I will enter the cave. You walk inside. The polar bear walks inside, and you feel the distinct sense that someone's watching you. You look around, you see nothing, and suddenly you hear, echoing off of the cave walls, 
a polar bear in this region. This land is curiouser and curiouser. And it echoes and it echoes and it echoes. And you look up and you start to see facial features in the walls. And it sort of like pops from, like huh. you see a face kind of pop up in one, it pops up in the other. And it's smiling at you, like it's it's welcoming. But it... Hmm. Okay, then I will try and remain as polar bear-like in my demeanor as possible. And just kind of continue wandering through to see if I find anything that could be the source of... Definitely the source of zombies, because I find that to be a real problem. You actually, you walk and you find... You're walking and you stop in your tracks because you see the room around you shit change shape. Suddenly, um, what can only be described as like a small fountain sort of forms in the ice around you and the water in it starts like trickling like it's cool and crisp, ice cold, but it's moving like it's inviting you to drink. And like a small like kind of uh, like a a bear-sized dog bed almost forms. And it says, Bear, please settle in. It's... You have no need to be afraid. I am not the evil that you seek. Hmm. I will use the power of the polar bear, keen smell, and do a perception check on the water. And giving myself advantage. It is the cleanest water you've ever smelled in your life. Hmm. Like, it is pure water. The purest water you've ever experienced. As though someone took pure ice and melted it. I feel like I gotta risk it. I'm gonna... I will drink some of the water. No no benefits or failures, but the water is... It's the cleanest water you've ever had in your life. And the the, the, uh, the, the face in the wall just says, Please, drink, enjoy. Uh, you seem to be a long way from home. I am... I don't know if I have a name... We don't really have names. I suppose you can call me Frost. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and keep... I'll drink a little bit more, but then I'll move through the room and see what happens. Okay. So I'm not going to lay down in the bed. I'm just going to keep exploring. Sure. Um, Frost continues to talk to you. Uh, I. You seem to be a long way from home as well. Are you from, are you from our home as well? Are you from back from the other side of the, the, the portal? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of how much sentience I should relay as a bear. Cause it wouldn't be a, wouldn't be that much. Hmm. I, af- yeah, after I'm, a moment, uh, it, it stops and the face cocks and he says, wait a second. I sense magic about you. Are you a magical being? And then, and then I just slowly nod the head back in, up and down. Oh my goodness. Well, then perhaps you can help me. I am a long way from home. I was brought here. Through a portal? I took the shape of this cave to hide out. Something, someone opened a portal and tried to control me, and I fled. I fear there may be others. Hmm. Can you help me? I just nod my head up and down again. Cool. 
so um he's frost says i suspect you can speak the language at least that i speak um please what is what is your name traveler i don't think i can speak as a bear i don't see why not okay that really gets into anything So I will say, yeah, we'll just play it fast. We'll play it fast and loose. Essentially, yeah. I don't want to. If I drop out, then I could technically we could. I would be spending the the wild shape. But since like no action, no physical attack action has happened, I'll just drop back out and be dwarf. Yeah, I'm not again. gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna count. I'm not gonna yeah. count it towards like your dailies or whatever. I'll just pop back out and be a dwarf again. Okay, and he hands form in the ice out of the ice walls and they clap most amusing oh my goodness this is a what a what a fun what a fun trick oh those look that look just like the polar bears we have on my on my home yes um speaking of that where would your home be uh i guess if i were to give it a name i guess it would just be ice or the world of ice, does that make sense? Because there's only ice. Mm, yeah. The, the plane of ice, but... Mm. Yeah, yes, that's the word that they use. The plane of ice. They? Who are they? And where might they be? Oh, they're probably at the portal. Um, that's probably where you'll find them. Um, if you go to the... I guess the... Trying to think, trying to retrace my steps. If you go to the center of the swamp... That's a thing. That's a thing you have on this plane. Yes, the swamp. You have these? Yes, that's that's what we're in right now. Okay. Oh, wonderful. I'm learning so much about this world. If you go to the center of the swamp, you should see a, a glacier. We have those. They're men. They're, we have them all over the place. They're great. They're cool. You should check them out. There should be a glacier. If you In the center of that, there should be a portal. They're probably hanging out there. Okay. Seeing what comes through and trying to take it. They tried to take me. Wasn't a fan of that. Oh, well. Don't you want to go back through the portal? Um, I might. I honestly haven't decided yet. I I don't want to go back there yet because I fear that she will be there trying to do magic, but... She? Who's she? I know, I didn't get a name, but uh, she a mean old lady. Well, yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. Well, I'm going to go try and figure that out. If you want to just stay here? Yes, I will stay here and uh, come find me when you've, when you've completed this task and I will go home. And I, will, I, I, can, I suspect I can seal the portal. I'm very old. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not that old, but I'll do what I can anyways. Bless you. You have... Bless you, friend. Oh, oh. Uh, you too, I guess. And then, just like, well, okay. And then I just turn around and walk walk out. Good. So you found the ice elemental. <laughs> awesome. I like that he was friendly. He was just like, hey, yeah. I'm just stuck here. So, so you a, you follow? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty easy to follow. I mean, yeah, I feel, I feel like through 
nature and, and animal handling and all that, I can just follow where it's getting colder. Yeah, 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 yeah. The frost gives you some general directions, and then, like you said, yeah, your nature sense takes you the rest of the way. You come upon, no no joke, a glacier in the middle of this swamp, and you see that it's in a place that, in like a riverbed that is distinctly flooding the rest of the region. You see that this has to, like, this glacier has to go away, at which point the the river will pick up and everything will kind of drain. Okay. You see, um, it looks very Fortress of Solitude. There's a yeah. lot of ice, a lot of ice crystals jutting out. There's a very clear door, a very clear entranceway, and in front of it are two walrus men, walrus folk. It's getting better all the time. Okay. And they're just loudly swapping jokes. A lot of walrus humor. You know, why didn't the fish answer the door? Because he was out in a because he was out in a trout. What do you call a fish with no eyes? What's, what's that? Fish. <laughs> yeah, you get you get walrus humor. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I'm not very sneaky, so it just kind of has to be what it is. I'll do. I will transform back into a polar bear and All just right. start moseying my way towards them. They they see you, and they start like jostling each other. Being like, hey, we should, we should get him. We should get him. Polar bear's delicious. You want to get him? Yeah, let's get him. Let's get him. Okay. So they grab their, they pull their spears out from the ice and roll initiative. Oh, they would. They got a 17. All right. I will be waiting for them here at initiative four. All right. The one of them, one of them kind of shoves the other one and gets a spear and gets ready. And the other one pounces at you. Does a 12 hit you? 12 does not hit you. No, 12, 12 will hit me because I am a polar bear. Ah, okay. So, make me a DC 13 strength saving throw. And take 8 damage. I got 21. Alright, yeah, you've, you've capably succeeded. He jabs you with the spear and tries to, like, flip you onto your stomach. And then pulls the spear out, but, like, you're a polar bear, so you're on all fours, so you just, like, stagger back. <laughs> Alright. Then I will I will go straight for it. I will I will use the multi multi attack and both use the bite and claw attacks. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Does a fourteen hit? A fourteen does hit. And a twenty two. Twenty two damage? No 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 no. Well well oh. I, we don't know yet. Oh yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. They both hit. Yeah, they both hit. They both hit. So then I will do uh, the bite attack, and I will try and definitely go towards the the arm with the spear, because I feel like okay. if I can... So let's see. That'll be nine damage with the bite, and another nine damage with the claw. Trying to sw- just swipe and try and handle this one as quickly as possible, because I know there is a second. All right. So he stands there. You've gnawed... Yeah, you've, like, you've torn into his arm... He is going to uh, come at you with the spear again. And this time he, he thoroughly misses. Oh, good. Describe how you dodge him or how he misses in an almost embarrassing fashion. So, uh, and then he rolled a four or four. six. 
So since I, you know, I can use more intellectual tactics than most bears, I start shifting towards that side with the spear. So as soon as he makes the attack, I just sidestep it, and then essentially I'm on his side, ready to bite that arm. All right. Yeah. So take your uh, go ahead and take your full attack. While I'm doing that, nope, nope, I got a ten. I assume a ten does not hit. Ten does not hit. Okay. All right. There we go. So. I had to switch. I have to switch the modifier back and forth between bite and claw. So then I got a sixteen on the claw. Sixteen definitively hits. And then I got eleven damage for the claw. Oof! Beautiful. You're wearing him down. Uh, I'm running down the other. So the first, uh, the first of these Thanoi warriors is going to back away, and you're going to get an attack of opportunity as he tries to like fall back so he can pounce again. Seventeen. That hits him. For nine damage. Alright. Uh, the other one, then, is going to make the pounce. Nice. A... Twelve hits. Yep. Sixteen damage. And make a DC-13 saving throw. Strength. As it pounces at you and jams you with the spear in the same way that the other one did. And is now trying to flip you over. It also critted again. <laughs> Oh. In case you're wondering why that number is high. <laughs> so I got an 18 for the strength check. Yep, you, you, you hold your footing. These these Thanoi are very confused. They're very frustrated. <laughs> the one that is wounded is like, Oh, God, kid, just flip him over. Uh, so I forget. We established that I can talk. So essentially yeah. I'll say, as soon as he says flip him over and I stop it again, I'm like, no. Not today. And then, could I still attack the one that's already damaged? The, the one that's damaged is away from you, but okay. the one that's not is, is right up on you. Okay. Well, then I'll just st- stand steady and then go ahead and double attack that one. Bite and claw. Nope. Make me an intimidation roll. Ooh. I'll give you advantage on it. Because it's weird that that polar bear just trash talked a little bit. All right. So, 16. Okay, uh, yeah, alright, um, the one that is wounded, like, turn tails and jumps into the water, and is, okay. is gone. You free freaked him out thoroughly. <laughs> oh. And so I just, I'm like, well, I guess it's just you and me, and I go to bite, and I get a 24 to bite. Yep, definitively hit. For 12 damage. Alright. <laughs> all I got is strength. Really, that's all I got in polar bear form. Oh, critical one on the claws, though. All right. So, uh, all right. So he's going to take his spear attack on you. Just try to jab you. He does not even get close. Like, just jams it hard into the ice, and he has to try to like struggle to pull it out. Mm? I like <laughs> I like that it's probably my miss is so bad that it puts me off balance and then he just misses because I'd done so well up to that point. These these guys are not rolling as well, except for the one critical hit. They're not rolling as well as I'd have hoped. Oh, I hate. We can go on a tangent, a DM tangent <laughs> on that one. Uh, so 18 to hit. 18 hits. For seven damage for the bite. All right. And 16 to hit. 16 hits. For 12 damage on the claw. Oof. 
He is pretty beat up. He's staying in there, though. He is very big. He's large size, so he's 10 feet. Okay. And so he's like, and he is all muscle. Okay. He's a big, he's a big boy. He's I keep trying, I just envision the bear tactic, biting that, biting that arm and trying to take the legs out from under him so I can finish the job. So he abandons the spear and he's going to try to bite you. Oh, hey. It does not, does not work. Now you're just, now you're just animal brawling, but like. I just thought about how devastating that would be. Walrus bite. Yeah, he's a big bite. Oh. But then you so said he, he, he missed. Does not. Okay. No, no, he got an eight. Okay. Then I got nine. a he got nine. nine. <laughs> no, luckily I'm still at 12, so I'll get a 19 to, for the bite. That hits. All right. For 12 damage. He is bloodied, as the kids like to say. Okay, so then I will do a claw. 15 for the claw. That hits. And nine damage for the claw. All right. He is going to uh, pull that spear out of the ground on his turn and make an attack of opportunity as he tries to rear up for a pounce. Twelve. Twelve does not hit. No. So on his... So on... Uh, it is now your turn. You can move and attack him, but you won't be able to take your full attack. Okay. Well, I'll just move in and do the claw. All right. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. For eight damage. Eight damage, okay. So on his turn, now that he's got the spear, he's going to rear back about... No, he can't do it. He's just going to have to take the spear. He, he can't He can't shake you. He hits the 12, though. Okay. So take eight damage. Whew. All right. We're still, we're still in polar bear form. We're not knocked out yet, so... All right. All right. So I'm going to try and... So, let's see. I'm going to try and maneuver in a way that keeps him towards the, um, what do I want to say? Keeps his back towards the cave, or the glacier, okay. rather. Sure, makes sense. That, and I got a 22. That hits. <sighs> I keep rolling ones and twos for my damage. So I got seven damage for that. All right. And then, <gasps> natural 20 on the bite. Nice. So I got 12 damage for the bite. Ooh, beautiful. So he is barely standing at this point, but you get a sense, like, he is shaking off a lot, and you get a sense that, uh, you get a sense that he is, he is very relentless in his, in his attacking. Okay. As he goes for a spear. Alright, it's me and you, buddy. It's me and you. Misses. Big, big broad miss. Make your full attack. Then I was 22 for the claws. So another 14 damage going his way. So, yeah, now you he is now he's drawing on that relentless energy, which is to say, uh, get ready. Right. Then I will. I got a 20 for the bite. And Brutal. that would be or well, uh, not that not that. Sure, sure, sure. But nonetheless, um, then nine damage, nine damage. OK, he's going to try to bite you. He gets an 18, so he gets a oh, 21. Yeah. Take six damage. 
right. as he is just dripping blood. He is shaking it off. He's 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 ducking and weaving, and he grabs you and just buries those teeth in your side. But so as he's still stuck in there, I'm gonna try and reach the claws back and just get him in his back and rip him out. Okay. Oh, yep. Twenty-two to hit. Beautiful. And ten damage. Okay. So what happens with this first attack? Is, so like you said, oh go or go ahead. Or. Uh, so what happens is you you do that and he staggers back and collapses, and it is almost like a scene out of Super Punch Out. You get the you get to the eight count, and he climbs back up and he he's back. And I'm just and I'm just standing on the ice, shifting shifting back and forth on my feet, just waiting. He's got that one, he's got that last wind, but you get another attack. Right. Oh, natural 20. Yep, he's done. Nope, he's done. Let's see. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. So I just rolled 4d6, because you'll double the dice. I rolled 2, 1, 1, and 1. But luckily it is plus 5, so I did a total of 10 damage on 4d6 plus 5. Well, the nice thing is that uh, Relentless is a one-time ability. Well, there we go. So, uh, so he gets up. You, 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 claw, you take him down, and he does not get back up. Ugh. The other one is long gone. Is there any kind of personal effects that I can see? Um, not really. Nothing on him. Um... Seem to be traveling pretty light. Well, then I'll just... Uh, I'm going to nose him off and push him uh, push him into the water with his buddy. All right, yeah. Then that I'll, is exactly what happens. Then I'll immediately head in. Well, I will not immediately head in. Okay. Uh, there's something I can do. I'm going to heal myself. Okay. By using up one of my third level spells. Cool. We're good to go. All right. So yeah, okay. I, essentially you can you you use some of your spells. So essentially, I just draw forth on that power, that innate power, and you can just see some of the ridiculous bite marks that I have just kind of mm-hmm. stitch up. And I almost I don't know. This is just my perspective, but I almost like that there are some scars with even yeah, with for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so it's just you've got like these big marks where there's no fur yet, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll grow back. Maybe it won't. We'll just see. So now I am a, I'm I look like a grizzled veteran of a, mm-hmm. which of course means I immediately lost an eye. That's how every grizzled veteran goes. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, start rolling in the rest of the way and see what's so in the you, cave. You start navigating these tunnels. Make me a uh, we'll call it a we'll say survival. Make me a survival roll. Make me a survival roll. You want a DC? Uh, just make me a survival roll, and I'll let you know what happens. All right. 14 plus 9 for 23. Easily make it. You you can see the spots where the ice is thin, and you're able to like move around them so you don't fall in the water. Okay. Um, you come along, you see icicles dangling down. How do you avoid them? Just as a quick question, does it look like I'm kind of the only one that's traveling this path or has traveled it recently or does it seem like it's been used more frequently um with your survival role i'll say you see that the 
the Thanoi warriors like had been trolling it, but other than them and a small no. set of vaguely human footprints, no, that's pretty. You know, those the three of them have walked around a little bit, but other than that, no. Uh, so then I will. This is the first thing that came to mind. It sounds hilarious in my head, so I'll say it to you. I, I'm actually going to lay down on my side as the polar bear and kind of use the wall to like grip along and almost scoop okay. my scoop my way through to see if I can get under the the icicles hanging down. Yeah, I like that. What are you, what would, what, would, what would you call that skill wise? That's probably athletics or acrobatics. Okay, I will. See about because I'm probably going to use as much brute strength as possible. I will use athletics. That makes sense. Hmm? And, hey, I got a 19. Yeah, perfect. So. You you have sail right by them. The icicles fall. They fall like where you would have been standing had you walked directly under them. Mm-hmm. You sort of navigate through these tunnels. You you hear a cackling laugh. You hear it. You're able to follow it echoing through the halls. You fought, you come to what is clearly the center chamber. The first thing you see is a face in the ice. Not like the one you saw, though. Okay. Primarily because this one has a body attached to it. Oh, well. <laughs> Key difference. Yep. Um, the thing in the, the thing in, there's a thing in a wall of ice. Frozen solid. But based on the fact that it's a humanoid form made of ice, you suspect that he's probably alive. Okay. Does it look like it's moving, or it's just stuck there? Stuck there, but not petrified, more like sleeping. Okay. In front of it, cackling and fiddling with various arcane things is this ancient-looking horned blue-black oily-skinned woman with gray-black hair. Streaks of gray and black hair. Big, long claws. These flowing, matted, dirty robes. Sort of performing, like, various magical rituals to herself. And just laugh. Laugh, laugh, laughing. And as far as I can tell, I haven't been noticed. Um, make me a... I guess make me a stealth roll, and I'll roll a perception roll for her. But she didn't roll very well, so probably not. Ooh, I rolled undoubtedly worse because I got, I, got a, I got a one plus one. So, all right, yeah. So you come up behind her and you crack some ice. Is what happens. I am a polar bear, so it's understandable. Roll me initiative as she as she shouts. She says, "You're not supposed to be here." Neither are you. Damn. And I roll a seven, so. She will be going first. And she will cast... What will she cast upon you? She's going to cast sleep upon you. Maybe just murder you in your sleep. Yep. (laughs) So goes the story. Just pulling up the sleep spell. Remember how it works. Gonna cut all this audio later. Or is he, folks? You'll You'll never know. You'll never know. Well, I guess they'll know. If, I guess they'll know if I don't cut it and then put it in the episode. They would definitely know. Okay. Um, roll five d eight. This is how many hit points of creatures I may affect. So nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twenty-four. Do you have under twenty-four hit points? I do not. Okay. 
Well, then she casts the sleep spell, and that 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 beautiful purple mist fills the air, and your eyelids go heavy for a brief second, but you shake it off, and she stands there looking a little worried. <laughs> she says to under her breath, "That was uh, that was one of the big ones." <laughs> well, <that's laughs> she tugs at her collar a little bit, like. Oh. <laughs> Probably would have been a good good place to start. <laughs> the question I have. Hmm, okay. I will actually drop out of polar bear form. Okay. And the question I have, did you say that there was a fire in the room at all? No. No, no there's okay. no fire in the room. That is fine. Actually, yeah, then there I- is because she's got a cooking. She's got a little cooking pot. This is clearly where she lives. Okay. So, like, picture Yoda's hut, basically, okay. in a nutshell. Then f- I, I will begin casting a spell, and the fire underneath the cooking part pot just starts to billow and grow and grow and grow until it takes shape in the form of a roughly humanoid figure, and it is a fire elemental, and I used one of the biggest spells I have to conjure elemental. Okay. All right. Uh, in that case, what she's going to do, she's going to point at you, and she's going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement. Energy, fourth range spell attack. All right, it's five to hit. Does a nineteen hits you? Oh yeah. All right. Hit deals. So, uh, lack of energy, make a ranged spell attack on a hit. The target deals half damage. Deal half damage with any weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. Uh, she has to concentrate on it, so she's just, like, pointing at you to make you weak. Okay. Which would persist if I, if I switch to bear form as well. Yes. Yep. All right. Mean old lady. <laughs> then I will go ahead and do. I will attack. I will move and attack with the fire elemental. I I want to envision that like he's just billowing up and coming out of the cooking area, and it's just knocking everything over. And they just mo- rolls in and goes for a swipe, and he does it for hits a twenty two. Twenty two definitely hits for thirteen damage. Thirteen fire damage. Okay. Um, if the target is a creature or a flammable obje- object, it ignites. Until a creature takes an action to douse the fire, the target takes five, or well, 1d10 fire damage at the start of each of its turns. Alright, well it's on its turn, so it takes eight fire damage. Um, what is it? What does she want to do? Uh... I don't think she's gonna hang around. <laughs> oh, this went south. <laughs> I think what she's going to do is sort of like let out a. Nope, I know exactly what she's going to do. She lets out a. She she changes shape into a small halfling woman. Let's out a scream, and the thing in the in the wall breaks through. Hmm. 
You can tell that it is of sound mind. I'll describe this thing now. It is about eight feet tall. Humanoid form made of ice, big sharp tail, wearing like a loincloth carrying an icy club, and it has various baubles on its body. A big icy beard. Do I recognize it at all? Make me an insight roll or knowledge. If there's a knowledge planes, I always forget the skill list in. There's not. Yeah, then insight. There's history, there's arcana. Insight. insight. We'll give it. Or nature. Insight, nature, whatever. Uh, anything like that. Arcana so for, would be good as well. Na- I did nature. It's got a 17. Yes, you recognize this as a creature from the plane of ice known as an imith. They're not inherently yeah. evil. So this thing is probably being manipulated. Okay. And can probably be reasoned with, but it clearly thinks that you're hassling a poor halfling woman, so... Oh, no! It does! Alright, okay. So then it'll be my turn. So then I'll have the fire elemental move to block the exit if it, um, if the halfling, now halfling woman appears to want to leave that area. Okay. And then I will say, and I'll look at the imith, and I'll be like, essentially I'll say, no. As a bearded one, I know that you are not evil, and I will not, I will not raise spell or fist to you. All right, make me a social roll. Oh, (laughs) I'm a dwarf, I'm bad at these. (gasps) Unless I roll a 19. So for persuasion, I got an 18. All right. Um, yeah, so that's actually a success. Mm-hmm. So what do you, uh, what do you, so what do you want out of this? Do you just want the, the thing to not attack you? Yeah, essentially, it's a, uh, I'll tell him, I have, I have no idea why you're here, but if I was going to guess, it's this, and I'm going to do big dwarf hand air quotes, halfling woman here that drew you into our, into this plane from your home. He in, he initially goes to, to raise his club to you and stops and says, Tell me, I, I have seen someone, something in my mind, some dark, foul, blue-skinned creature. Do you know of this creature? Are you, are you allied with this creature? No, no. Did it sound a lot like, and then I'll like do the best impression of a dwarf trying to do cackling laughter. I'm just like, ah, 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 and just trying to laugh like she laughed earlier. That's it. That's okay. it. Have you had that dream? Uh, no. The the halfling, uh, I'm trying to think of, in my head, I'm trying to think of ways to get her to shapeshift out. Like, no, no, the halfling is not the halfling. It's the thing you're talking about. Um... So, <laughs> I love when dice real perfectly play into storytelling. Yes. So, what happens is she, the halfling, tries to, like, play innocent for a bit. But, like, clearly she hasn't had to do this in a while. <laughs> so she's like, no, stop, they were, I don't know, harassing me. <sighs> Whatever. And she, like, snaps her fingers and, like, a planar door opens and she vanishes. She's, Whatever. I'm done with this. 
And the image stands there for a moment and goes, because, like, right before she does it, she has to drop her, like, change shape. Mm-hmm. So she changes back into the hag and is like, all right, later. Yeah. Ah, ah, let's see. Huh. Where am I? Um, you're on the material plane. Well, that's not good. I don't want to be there at all. I want to be back on the paramaterial, the, I want to be back on the parallel elemental plane of ice. Okay. Take me back there, now. Uh, okay. The, is the portal still in this room? Yeah, yeah, you actually, now you see it. It's actually on the other side of this wall of ice that he was sort of encased in. Oh, uh, okay. It's, you see, like, just a portal blowing, almost like a snowblower, like, blowing snow and ice out. Okay, I, t- I tell him, like, well, if you go back through there, then... You're good to go. Yes, but I'll just get shot back through. It's a portal. It's dumping It's dumping energy. We need someone, a, a powerful enough energy source to pass through and essentially reseal it. Heal well, the wound, so to speak. Funny you should mention it. I've got a friend out back who claims that they can. All right, so we swipe over. And Frost has taken a sort of humanoid form. Different than the Imith, but humanoid-ish. And he stands there, and he looks at you. The Imith is behind him. Is the fire... Did you dissipate the fire elemental, or is it still here? It's still here. <laughs> so it's just standing with them like... Alright. Yes, this is, this is good. Yep, just fiery hands on hip. <laughs> and just waiting there. Uh, Frost looks at you and says, As promised, I will seal the portal and all this glacier will dissipate. Do me a favor, though, friend. Find that hag. I suspect she'll probably want to do something similar at some point. Oh, I'll find her. Wonderful. Imith, shall we? And he says, I have a name. <laughs> that's, it's, that's the exact thing I thought, too. I was like, wow, that's that's an interesting way to... Speak to another creature from your plane? Okay. Like, I have a name. It's Icy Ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a much better suddenly, Ray than the one I met earlier. Suddenly you see a very similar uh, like facial structure. But you see that this one is jollier. Friendlier. Ah. Uh, good. So uh, he carries the ice version of Hateful Ray through this ice portal. And all around you, almost immediately, it just gets sucked in. Suddenly you're standing about knee-deep in muddy water that has started flowing straight. It's going to take a while to get back. But you march through it, because you know waiting at the end is not free drinks for life. Mm. Because you're a dwarf. But free drinks for a while. Can't ask for more than that. And that's game. Perfect. Oh, so much fun. Neil, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was that was a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I would uh-huh. gladly fight a hag again with you whenever you want. Good good to know. That's that's friendship in a nutshell. Exactly. So real quick, where can people find your work online? If you wanted to find me personally and follow me on Twitter, it would be at Jotemaniac. And if you wanted to find out more about anything else I do in terms of podcasting, the one-stop shop would be Block Party Podcast. 
Network.com. And thanks again to Neil for coming on the show. Excellent. That was a lot well, of fun. I'm gonna throw it I had over a great to time with that. in the future so that he can wrap up with the Be show. Be sure to check out DM Nastics on the man. Dungeon Masters Block podcast. It's really cool. There's some really interesting ideas being floated around. I think you'll get inspired for your next Dungeons and Dragons adventure. A link can be found in the show notes. You can also follow DM Nastics on Twitter at DM Nastics, and you can follow Neil on Twitter at Jotemoniac. You can also follow this show on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like it on Facebook at facebook.com slash party of one podcast. And if you love the show, consider telling a friend. iTunes reviews, social media shoutouts, and word of mouth recommendations do a ton in helping the show find new listeners and do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you really love the show, consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon backers get early access to unedited game audio. They get bonus material like adventure prep materials, monster sat blocks, and character sheets. And they even get to pick the games played on the show. This week, Patreon backers get access to the Thanoi Warrior that we used in the episode. The, the stat block was custom built. They also get access to Neil's character sheet, and they also get access to my design notes on D&D and why D&D is the hardest game that I've ever had to design as a two-player game. It's a weird game, y'all. A <laughs> link can be found in the show notes. If you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast where Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts and turn them into living, breathing role-playing game characters. This week, we dreamt of a dwarf that dreamt of seeing the sky and ended up somewhere else. I don't want to spoil it, but got a little odd. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. If you're curious about advertising rates or about coming onto the show, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rand featuring the DMD Sluggers. And until next time, thank you so much for listening and party on! Never gonna die.